Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast. We have had a great time getting out and about this last month or so, visiting a ton of schools who are just starting their school year. And they have us come and meet with their athletic departments, with all of their athletes, parents, coaches. And we do training on helping them understand their position as athletes and how they could use their position to lift and help those around them, how they could become the best athlete they could be, how they could be great teammates. And we've had a great time going around and meeting with all of those schools that have invited us. And we just wanted to begin our podcast with a little reminder that if you have a school, a team, a club, or if you're an individual athlete who would be interested in having, especially for athletes, visit you or your team or your club or your school, please go to e4a.org, e the number 4a.org, and click contact us. Send us a message, and we'd love to talk to you about coming to your team or club or school. We also visit organizations. We've done a lot of things with businesses. We talk about the eyes up, do the work principle, looking out for those around you, using your position of power to lift and help those around you. And so we would love to visit with anyone who would have us come. We appreciate all of those who've invited us, and and we are so looking forward to all of those who are on our schedule in the next month or so to to visit and to to share our message with. So if you're interested in that, it's e the number four a dot org e four a dot org, and click contact us. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast for parents, coaches, and athletes. The Sportlight refers to the time in an athlete's life when they have increased ability to affect the culture around them and the increased opportunity to learn life's lessons through sports. This podcast aims to help parents and coaches capitalize on their athletes' precious time in the Sportlight. The Sportlight Podcast is brought to you by Especially for Athletes program. So for today's podcast, we're going to talk about something that we think can be coached. It's something we talk with our athletes a lot about. It's an aspect of being a great teammate, but it's a specific aspect. And we're going to we're going to turn to two incredible college coaches, two very, very successful college coaches, and let them teach us an aspect of being a great teammate. The first one we're going to listen to is Gino Ariyama. He is the head coach of the UConn women's basketball team and just an incredible coach, has been incredibly successful. And he talks about an aspect of being a great teammate and a philosophy he has as a coach that it would be very good for us to think about as parents, as coaches, and as athletes. For us parents and coaches, this is something that we have found can be totally coached. If we talk to our young people about this, we can save them from themselves. Some of them are doing things that they don't even realize that they are doing. And if we will take time as parents and coaches to talk to them about these things, we can help them. So let me let Coach Ariyama introduce this to all of us, and then we'll share some thoughts on it. Here's here's Coach Gino Ariyama. Enthusiastic kids is harder than it's ever been. Because every kid watches TV and they watch the NBA or they watch Major League Baseball or they watch the NFL, whatever sport they watch, WNBA, it doesn't matter. And what they see is people just being really cool. So they think that's how they're going to act. And they haven't They haven't even figured out which foot to use as a pivot foot, and they're going to act like they're really good players. You see it all the time. 
see it every AAU tournament, you see it every high school game. So recruiting kids that are like really upbeat and loving life and love the game and have this tremendous appreciation for when their teammates do something well, that's hard. That's hard. It's really hard. So on our team, we, me, my coaching staff, we put a huge premium on body language. And if your body language is bad, you will never get in the game. Ever. I don't care how good you are. If somebody says, well, you know, you just benched Stewie for, you know, 35 minutes in the Memphis game a couple years ago. Yeah, I did. Oh, that was to motivate her for the South Carolina game the following Monday. No, it wasn't. Stewie was acting like a 12-year-old. So I put her on the bench and said, sit there. It doesn't matter on our team. Now, the other coaches might say, well, you can do that because you got three other, you know, All-Americans. I get that. I understand that. But I'd rather lose than watch kids play the way some kids play. I'd rather lose. And they're allowed to get away with just whatever. And they're always thinking about themselves. Me, 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 me. I didn't score, so why should I be happy? I'm not getting enough minutes. Why should I be happy? That's the world that we live in today, unfortunately. And kids check the scoreboard sometimes because they're going to get yelled at by their parents if they don't score enough points. Don't get me started. So when I, when I look at my team, they know this. When I watch game film, I'm checking what's going on on the bench. And if somebody's asleep over there, somebody doesn't care, somebody's not engaged in the game, they will never get in the game, ever. And they know that. They know I'm not kidding. So he's a great coach, always has great, great thoughts. I think I love listening to his press conferences. And when he pontificates like this, I always appreciate it. And I know this was a couple of years ago, but but just a few highlights of that video. Recruiting enthusiastic kids is harder than it's ever been. So the question here is that we would pose to coaches and parents and to you kids, can enthusiasm be learned? Can enthusiasm be taught? Can it be coached? Can you teach your child or can you teach your, your players to be enthusiastic? And, and I, the question I had going through my head as I listened to that quote, what would an enthusiastic kid look like? And as I think over the, the people that I've played with in my life, that I would say, you know, that's an enthusiastic teammate that I've had or kids that I've coached. I think of a few. I, I think of people who, like, when teammates are down, when they've made a mistake or something like that, the person that comes into the huddle or that walks up to someone like, it's all right, man, you got it. It's okay. You got it. Let's do this. You got the next one. When, when there's someone in a huddle, I remember good friend growing up, Adam Miller. I remember a particular basketball game we were in overtime, and I was coming back to the bench, and Adam hadn't played much at all. And, and we came back to the bench, and we were all sitting there. I was obviously gassed along with the other players that had been playing a long time. We played a very high-paced game. At the high school that I went to, we we 
often would press and we would run the ball up the court. And, and so we were all pretty tired and we came back in there and here's Adam hadn't played much. And he's sitting there on the bench we get in the huddle and he just, after our coach tells us what he needs to tell us, Adam takes us like, Hey, you guys, three more minutes. You got this. Let's go. Let's go. We got to win. You got this. Players like that, players that are enthusiastic, that make things fun, that are happy for their teammate success, we can coach that. We could talk about that in the car ride home, not just their at-bats or their shots or their passes or whatever it might be. We can have a discussion about their enthusiasm. There's a few other things that he mentioned here as well. We need to find kids that have this tremendous appreciation for their teammates when they do something well. That too is something that can be coached. A tremendous appreciation when their teammates do something well. It could also be undermined, right? When we're concerned, as he said there at the end, this me, 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 I didn't score, so why should I be happy? I didn't play, so why should I be happy? You know, when we foster those attitudes in our kids, we could do it by getting in the car and then talking about that kid who had a really good game. Well, yeah, but they just shot a lot or the coach gave them the opportunities that you should have had or whatever it might be. When we entertain those conversations, we may be contributing to this me, 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 me attitude. And especially, as he mentioned there, that you have players looking up the scoreboard, seeing if they've scored enough because their parents are going to be mad if they didn't. Those kinds of things, they contribute to kids not being enthusiastic, not having appreciation for their teammates when they do well. He went on to say, I would rather lose than watch some kids play the way that they play. And so I just was thinking through this video and thinking of my own children, thinking of those that I coach, and how is it that we can foster enthusiasm? that we could foster tremendous appreciation for the successes of their teammates. I, I just, I love the C.S. Lewis quote that we've had on here before that pride is saying, if you succeed, I am a failure. And too many of our kids, they have that. You see kids that a team did really well, a team won the game, but they're sulking because they didn't perform well, or they didn't play as much as they would have liked. And so that it's really important as we work with athletes to coach these things as well. Some of them may be doing it and they don't even know they're doing it. As he mentioned in here, they're seeing stuff on TV and they're just replicating it. They think this is how athletes should act and they don't understand how detrimental it is to their reputation, to their view and other people's eyes as far as people who could affect their future. When they have this poor body language, when they have that me, 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 I didn't score, so why should I be happy type attitude. And if we can help foster that on a team, so the next quote if we can help foster that on a team where everyone is enthusiastic, everyone has tremendous appreciation, no one is viewing it through the eyes of me, 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 which is a really, really 
high standard, of course, then we can have magic happen on our team and we can create this great team culture. So this next video is one that, that Nick Saban shared about building a team culture and the most important part of building a team culture. And it really relates to this idea from Coach Ariyama, where he says, I would rather lose than watch some kids play the way they play. And so this is this is Coach Saban on this same concept, same kind of line of thinking. And the big part of being a team is you have to be able to communicate with other people and you have to work with other people. And you can never have any team chemistry for this reason. Mediocre people don't like high achievers and high achievers don't like mediocre people. So if everybody doesn't buy into the same principles and values of the organization and the same high standard, you're never going to be successful. Just like our spring practice right now. You know what my goal with spring practice is? Get the right guys on the bus, get them in the right seats, and get the wrong guys off the bus. So one of these days, you're going to be working in an organization, and somebody's going to try to do that to you. So which one of those people do you want to be? Do you want to be somebody they're trying to get off the bus because you're satisfied with mediocre performance? Because you can never have any team chemistry in your organization if everybody's not committed to the same standard and the same things. You know, when I worked for Bill Belichick, we had one sign in the building. It was, do your job. And I, you know, you go in all these places and you know, you see all these things. One sign. Do your job. So there's Coach Saban. Obviously has a good team culture, a successful team culture. But just to review a few things there, this is the one that really caught my mind. Mediocre people don't like high achievers, and high achievers don't like mediocre people. And he said his goal of spring practice is to get the right guys on the bus and the wrong guys off the bus. And so combining these quotes together, we could teach our, our children, those we coach and, and those we parent and those athletes who are listening to this, you can learn this. Are you enthusiastic? Do you have appreciation for your teammates doing well? Are you a high achiever? Are you one of those hard workers? You know, I one time played with uh, with a guy, and and he was a hard worker. He was he worked so hard that sometimes I noticed that it made his teammates feel uncomfortable. He worked so hard that it made them self conscious about their work ethic. And then sometimes that kid was bullied by other people. He was made to feel stupid for, for giving this extra effort. When we allow that attitude to remain on our team, no matter how good the player is, with both of these super successful coaches, you'll notice that one of their goals is to get those kind of people off the bus or off the team or off the court. Because when you have mediocre people that are in your organization, or on your team, then what happens is they begin to not like the high achievers. And if they have influence, if they have sportlight because of their, their talents, then they start to try to pull down those high achievers to be mediocre.
And so not only do you need to get the right people on the bus, but especially those leaders. Sometimes team captains are chosen just by who's the biggest, strongest, and fastest. But it might be wise to take a look and say, okay, but who is my real high achievers? Who do I want to put in a position of influence? Because when they're put in a position of influence, if they're mediocre, they're going to try to bring down the high achievers because the high achievers make them feel self-conscious about themselves. Whereas if high achievers are leading out, they are not going to put up with mediocre people. They cannot stand mediocrity. And so, so just the, those two quotes together for our podcast today, just thinking about those, can we coach kids to be enthusiastic? Yes. Coach Ariyama, uh, Coach Meacham, Doug Meacham from down in Snow Canyon, won the state championship last year. Both of them talked about putting game tape on the bench and observing your players. See how they're acting when they're not playing. Those who are enthusiastic, that are trying to lift people, that are trying to help those who are playing, those are keepers. Those who have tremendous appreciation for their teammates. Can we teach that? Can we learn that? I believe we can. Not only by being intentional about it, asking questions. Boy, did you see how good Brian did today. Those were amazing catches. Those simple little things that we teach our our kids will help them to have appreciation for their teammates. We could be intentional about that, but also by the things we don't do. Not criticizing those who did score or did play a lot to make our children feel better about not scoring or not playing as much. And then just teaching them to be high achievers. We, we talk a lot with athletes about they can control their attitude and they can control their effort. We, we teach them to win the hour, to get the most out of every day of practice, every game, to get the most out of every class, every social opportunity, to win the hour, to be a true high achiever. What would someone do who would be super successful at whatever I'm doing right now. If I wanted to win this hour of practice, what would it look like for me? And then to do that thing. That's a way to help our athletes to intentionally train them to become high achievers in their mind, to have them be enthusiastic. You know that kid that when the coach has you do some conditioning that no one's looking forward to. Then there's that one, that one player that we all love playing with. It's like, all right, guys, we got this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Instead of complaining or whining, we can teach enthusiasm. We can teach appreciation and we could teach winning the hour and being a high achiever. And so that's our challenge to you today, athletes, and, and to you parents and coaches is to really value those things, to look at those things, to teach kids to be high achievers, to be enthusiastic, to appreciate. And if we're more intentional about those things, those are the little things that make all the other things go. It's like the fuel that helps you become a better athlete, a better teammate. And it's really important to these coaches who are looking to have people like that on their team. So thank you so much for joining the Sportlight Podcast today. We encourage you to like and subscribe and share and listen to this with your 
with your children, with your players, or to just think about it and implement them. If you have any ideas or people you'd like us to interview, we would love it if you would reach out to us. And like we said at the beginning of this, if you would like us to come to your school or your team or organization, your club, we would love to come. Go to e4a.org, click contact us and get in contact. In the meantime, as always, keep your eyes up and do the work. This has been the Sportlight Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sportlight, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforathletes.org slash book.